Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It has been a strange day in Indiana. Because, well, overnight, there were a series of bomb threats that were called in, emailed in, I should say, to school districts all across the state. It led to schools engaging in a day of e-learning, don't bring the students in, canceling school altogether. Some districts got them, some districts didn't. The FBI in Indianapolis making a statement The FBI is aware of these threats, and we are working in coordination with our state and local law enforcement partners to investigate. And then there was a whole conversation about how these emails were phrased, and I think people are going to want to, you know, I, I take that back. I don't think anybody's going to act on it. But there was a whole religious element to one of the, the reportings I saw. I'll, I'll get into that. Nobody should be acting on anything. We barely know anything. The investigation is just really going. And it's going to be ongoing. I only hope they're able to, to track uh, and, and, and get people arrested engaging these threats and really... Well, we'll screw with the lives of Hoosiers because that's exactly what happened here. I want the investigation. I welcome the investigation. And then I want people held accountable. This is also true of educators in the state of Indiana who are no different than what we're seeing in the education across the country where the wokeness comes first. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. This is a video that the people at Accuracy in Media were able to put together where they got administrators in schools across Indiana undercover, James O'Keefe style. And in these videos, it is very clear, it is very obvious that they have assistant superintendents and others proactively working to deceive parents about critical race theory and DEI instruction, bragging about how they put this and keep this under the radar. I will tell you that we did tweak the name of our equity and inclusion committee um, just because we just didn't want to make a target of it. And we we felt right. for the people that were a part of that membership. Right. And so we renamed it, but that's the work we do is still. Would, yes. uh, uh, what'd you rename it? Right now it's named a, a work group. Uh, <laughs> that's innocuous. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. coming for a yeah. work group. That's Tracy No, Assistant Superintendent in Goshen. And she's just one of many. Like, for example, Assistant Superintendent Laura Del Vecchio of the Plainfield Community School Corporation. Yeah, no. Do you have an equity department or anything like that? So, um, honestly, so we, we had, uh, what we decided to do is not call attention to it. Um, because when you call attention to it, then questions are asked. And I really believe that um, you can do more good 
under the radar. Right before COVID, we had started some really deep diving into our curriculum and we and and kind of doing that like white privilege walk and making sure like just yeah, understand, right? That is Dr. Laura Del Vecchio, Assistant Superintendent Plainfield. White privilege walk? Now, I, I have seen what this is and the madness of it. Is this something that you're doing with teachers as a bit of a litmus test? Or is this something you're doing with students? But you purposefully change the name of it so parents won't ask questions. By the end of the day, will uh, uh, Ms. No or Dr. Del Vecchio have still have a job? Will any of these leftists be able to look me in the eye as they have tried to on numerous occasions saying, oh, no one's teaching CRT. No one's doing this to your kids. No one's hiding this from your from you. Yes, it's being taught. Yes, administrators are hiding it. When do people get fired? As a matter of fact, I want to know where Governor Eric Holcomb is, the governor of Indiana, on saying, you know, it's time to clear house here. We don't allow this in our schools. This nonsense, this deception of parents. If they're willing to deceive the parents like this, dear Lord, what are they trying to do to the kids? Is it just you running the department? This is Terry Roberts Leonard, who does equity and inclusion in a place called Carmel. That place, that's where I live. Department? Yes, but I the okay. way I'm structured is I have that district team, that secondary team. I have okay. elementary okay. team, and that's comprised of reps from each school building. Okay, so each of our 15 schools has an equity and inclusion team. Oh wow! And then each school has a has a rep that they send to the district teams. So that's how we try to oh, like build okay. capacity across, and then I have that training trainer group okay. um, as well. So that's kind of how. We're trying to, yeah, capacity because it's it's interwoven into the fabric of what we do. So that okay. if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, the mm-hmm. show doesn't stop, right? First of all, nobody should want anybody to get hit by a bus. But you're teaching this in elementary school. It's woven into the fabric of everything that happens in Carmel. When does she get fired? No, no, no. I'm a Carmel parent. I'm an actual parent of this district. When does she get fired? When does the superintendent of Carmel schools start feeling the heat of 10,000 parents in his office saying, what the hell? Don't ask to be trusted. You're not. We need another one. All right. We've talked about our two ex-companies that are coming in and do presentations. This is Jenny Oakley, the director of e-learning and literacy in Martinsville. Oh, the show doesn't stop, right? We've talked about our to our textbook companies that are coming in to do presentations, and I actually prep them a little bit because I'm mm-hmm. like, we want this in our curriculum. So if you could just not say specifically this, um, then it won't cause a red flag with the community. And I hate that we have to do that, but um, that way it's still there. Yeah. And, and they would support it if just the, the content was there. They just, it's the title. What else do you have to... So you do lie. And by the way, I don't think they would support the content. You lie. Oh, I'm sorry we have to do this. It's a shame we have to do this. But those parents, mm, they're the problem. So we have to lie to them. The parents make us lie to them. How about said uh, differently? 
I don't know why you make me beat you, honey. Why won't you just listen better? That is exactly what just got said. Exactly what got said from Jenny Oakley, director of e-learning and literacy in Martinsville Schools Metropolitan School District. Exactly. Put me on record. Now, if you think this is the only thing that got said, it's not. And there's a lot they've got here from uh, the uh, some people in, 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 in Elkhart, which is to the north. But then there's the whole conversation of how they're slipping in some of this other information. So, for example... We see a lot of teaching about 1619 Project, which is, of course, a lie. And if there's an educator in the sound of my voice who thinks the 1619 Project is legit, uh, it's time for you to retire. Historians will tell you it's not legit. Nicole Hannah-Jones will tell you that it's all based on, on a fantasy. The country being built on slavery is pathetic. The country having had slaves is real. The country really being founded in 1619 is embarrassing garbage, but of course, it so fits a narrative, it gets millions of dollars and gets instituted curriculums. You want to talk about power, Nicole Hannah-Jones, my goodness gracious. The people who teach this stuff shouldn't be allowed near children at all. So what they do is they create new news organizations, something called Newzella, N-E-W-S-E-L-A. Well, look at what we're sharing here. It's from New Zello. It's just a news service. And what are they sharing then? Things like the 1619 Project and stuff from Howard Zinn. It has New Zella. Do you use New Zella, though? Oh, yeah. Uh, some of our English teachers do use New Zella. Okay. Cool. Um, I think some of our social studies teachers have used it as well. There's some great... There's some great... Well, they partner with, like, stuff. the Southern Poverty Law Center, Howard yes. Zinn. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, yes. Like... Yes. Now... Our teachers know that. Uh-huh. They're not saying that out loud. <laughs> okay, does that make sense? They laugh as they explain how they know what they're doing, providing news like 1619 Project and Howard Zinn. And so we're clear, Howard Zinn's understanding of history was, and I'm quoting here, <laughs> This pro-communist, anti-American, and a revisionist history, Howard Zinn's people's history, it's, it's madness. It's not history. But yet people like Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting were praising its name. There's nothing to praise here. The guy's a liar and a fraud. Always was, and he should go down in history as such. But here is Monica Kegerls, K-E-G-E-R-R-E-L-S, Assistant Superintendent in Fairfield, Saying, we our teachers know what this is, but we don't say it out loud. We're just trying to lie to parents and screw up these kids. I mean, they're proud. Proud of what they're doing. And and she goes a bit further, in case you missed it. Uh They're not saying that out loud. (laughs) Okay, does that make sense? Semantics. Mom and dad don't need to know that. Mom and dad don't need to know that. That's what the reporter says. And she goes, right. Huh. 
This is Brad Shepard, Assistant Superintendent in Elkhart. Partners with the 1619 Project, right, so they can teach right. the exact same content. Mm-hmm. And the parents are never put off by the content, they're usually put off by the labels. Right. So as long as they don't see exactly. that New York Times label on it. They don't see that label on it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's how our teachers are really approaching it, too. Really? Yeah. How so? Teachers admitting that they lie. Teachers proudly, proudly lying. And then, of course, there's what goes on inside the classroom. Like, for example, posters. One step ahead of the parents. We've had some teachers who put the, the red pride, the, the pride posters in their room. And mm-hmm. they, you know, so we just say, just be subtle. I don't need to put a poster up for you to know, like, you know, those teachers. That, right, right, you know, right. So, okay. Um, That's but fair. Yeah, no, I mean, we really, like, we stay under the radar. <laughs> Um, and we'd like to keep it that yeah. way. Yeah. So what else is going on in the classroom? What else are you putting in that you're keeping under the radar? Because under the radar, of course, as we now know it and hearing their reactions, means lying to parents. Uh, one of the things that I, I, I loved uh, about this, this video uh, when I when I first saw it, and uh, it being put together by uh, Adam, I think I pronounced his name uh, Gwilett, uh with accuracy in media, is that he refers to uh, Indiana as uh, the incredibly conservative state of Indiana. Just to the incredibly conservative state of Indiana. No, it's not. And I think people who uh, live here are fully aware of that. I have lived here, I've had the joy of living here for almost nine years. And I don't plan on going anywhere. I, I love it here. I, I love the life I've been able to build for myself. I love uh, what, what's, what's going on. Uh, I like what's going on. I like what's possible. I like the people I get to work with and people I get to connect with and, and create with. And I love what they have going on. But we don't have a governor here of, of strength. We have a governor here who is silent. We don't have a general assembly uh, here where Republicans control a supermajority that act like it. Um, they act timidly. And one or two things as of late they've been able to push, but they don't have a governor who backs them up. When uh, something called SB 480 was going through the General Assembly, the House and the Senate, that was about this putting an end to this gender transition surgery for minors, this mutilation of children. The governor was silent. So the General Assembly is like, all right, we're going to go forward anyway. And usually when you don't have the backup, they don't they don't go forward. It's a weird, strange place. And we should be clear that the North... The Northeast is conservative. Multiple parts in the South are conservative. Uh, I, I, I don't know if that's true about the central part of the state. I live in the central part of the state. It's, it's a mix. The incredibly conservative state of Indiana, that's not true. Um, I would rather, I, I, I wish Indiana was more conservative. But what Indiana should be is outraged by these lying administrators and therefore lying teachers who work to actively deceive.
It's not my fault, teachers, that you have administrators who were caught proving that Hoosier parents can't trust you. But when they look at you askew, when they question you, when they don't believe you, this is why. And as for these administrators who are in this video that you can find at AIM.org, accuracyandmedia.org, the only thing that should happen to these administrators is that they should be fired today. Their pensions taken from them. I only hope that happens. And yes, I will do what I can to help make that happen. I'm Tony Katz. You see, this is proof that there are indeed two systems. There, there are two levels of justice. There's justice for them, and then there's justice for you. And if you steal luggage off of the baggage carousel at the airport, you're going to jail. You will be behind bars. But Sam Brinton does it, a guy who called himself non-binary and acted the part of the fool. He steals luggage. He is seen wearing the clothing in the luggage he stole, including clothing that belonged to a designer. No, he's not going to go to jail. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Sam Brinton used to be part of the Department of Energy. This guy worked for Joe Biden. He was known to have stolen luggage right off the carousels. And Joe Biden didn't fire him at the first or the second or the third. Clark County, Nevada criminal court records, he was ordered to pay $3,600 to the victim and $500 in additional fees, including a criminal fine. And then the judge gives him a 180-day suspended jail sentence. Ordered Brenton to stay out of trouble. Guy stole people's luggage. That's worth more than $3,600. The guy is a thief. And would go out there representing uh, uh, the administration, representing uh, the importance of non-binary people. I don't, I don't know. It's what he, what he said. And he's wearing a dress. He's wearing lipstick. He's doing the whole thing. He is letting you know letting you know how special he is. He stole clothing uh, from the airport uh, at in Las Vegas, Harry Reid International, which it should never be. It should be McCarran. Airport's named after Harry Reid. Good Lord. He stole this bag, $1,700 uh, uh, in jewelry, clothing worth $850, makeup at $500. Did he have to pay for the distress that the person who owned the bag had to go through while, you know, replacing it all? You would go to jail. Why isn't this loser in jail? Oh, and he's a loser. He was a loser then. He's a loser now. I People do indeed change. Like, I'm not a believer that people don't change. I actually believe that they do change. They're, or at least, I should say, they can change. The choice is totally theirs. It's, it's why I don't ever listen to the people who like would tell kids, you're, you're perfect just the way you are, and you, and you love yourself just the way you are, and if people can't accept you, that's their problem. What if you don't like you? What if you're like, yeah, but no one will be my friend because I'm a jerk in my personality. 
Why should I continue to be a jerk? Maybe I should change this thing about me that I don't like anyway, and then maybe I'll like myself more. People might like me more. I may turn out to have friends. I might meet somebody. People need to recognize issues within themselves. People need to be told, you might need to change. What is this nonsense? You don't have to change for anybody. You're great just the way you are. And if people won't accept you, well, that's their problem. No, it's really your problem now, isn't it? What a terrible, terrible lesson to teach children. This guy needs to change. Maybe one day he will. But until he does, he's a jerk. A punk loser jerk. And the idea that he's not in jail for this is just radical and ridiculous. Pathetic and embarrassing. He's got another case in Minnesota, and that's slated for, uh, I think, like a week from now. And I hope he goes to jail. Then there's the story of uh, Kiss. Gene Simmons became weak on stage, continued performing but he had to sit down because he was dehydrated. Uh, he, Gene Simmons is 73. And he, he puts out on Twitter, okay, kids, uh, not, a, not a big deal. That's, that's what he writes. Okay, kids. First of all, I love it when he's calling. He would have called you a kid when, when he was 40. Uh, so uh, it, it, it's, it's, nothing, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. He would have called you a, a, a kid then. And he's like, all right, kids, nothing serious. Thanks for your kind wishes. Last night we played Amazon Jungle Stadium in Brazil. Humidity and temperatures were sky high. I was dehydrated and was forced to sit for a song. We got back on stage in five minutes and finished the show. That's, that's who he is. That's the kind of rock and roller that he is. He didn't, have, he didn't need a special oxygen tank. He didn't feel the need to, you know... Uh, Instagram, the whole thing. He just rocked his ass out, just like Kiss should. How good is this, by the way? Now listen to me carefully. I, I know it's it's a talk show, but come on. So good. So damn Good. That's how you do it. I got a little lightheaded. I sat down. I kept playing. Took a drink of water. Next thing you know, I'm crushing it. And oh, by the way, totally slept with your mom. I, I don't. I don't know if he added that in there. Do they? Do they still do uh, the makeup? When, when do they perform today with the makeup on? 
I, that is something I don't know the answer to. I'd be curious to. Uh, so uh, Kiss, I believe, is coming to Indianapolis, where where I live, and and I'm here to tell you, I've already reached out and said, yeah, um, uh, I'll, I'll I'll need my tickets, please. Oh, oh, that's all bucket list. Oh my gosh, it's freaking Kiss. How is that not bucket list stuff? I mean, they're just, I, I, I don't know if I could name a hundred songs that, that I could listen to of theirs, but I could, I could list enough songs for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. All day, all night. The answer is yes. Not Kiss. Katy Perry. You know, she's on She's on American Idol. I didn't know people still, like, did American Idol, but they still do American Idol. She's on there with Lionel Richie and Luke Bryan. And I don't know what it is about Katy Perry, but she's weird. And she seems a, a little bit bulletproof in in that like she'll keep doing weird things keep being a weird person and uh she still has a gig and she still like does concerts it's, I, I i don't i don't have to get it i'm not saying i have to understand it i'm just saying that i would like to um there was a contestant who came in you know they come into the room and they do the the audition and everything else and uh, this this girl comes in. Her name's Sarah. She's 25. Uh, and turns out she's a mon- mother of three. Uh, and Katy Perry's like, oh, my gosh, and pretends to pass out. She's a 25-year-old mother of three. Um, and uh, this girl, Sarah, tries to make a joke that says, if Katy Perry, you know, lies on the table, gets on the table, I lies down, I think I'm going to pass out. And Perry responded, honey, you've been laying on the table too much. That's a, that's a sex joke, people. Um, this girl, Sarah, I, I think her last name is Levy, um, was so bothered by the the, the, the the statement that she wasn't sure if she wanted to stay. And I was like, you know, I don't know. If, I, I like to sing, but I don't know if this is uh, uh, my, my dream. And Perry's like, well, look, if it's not your dream, you might need to leave because there's a lot of dreams behind you. So uh, the, the, the issue here is that Katy Perry gets like, ridiculed for this. You're putting down this mother telling her she's, she's having too much sex. She has, she has three kids. Um, the, the, uh, she, this, this girl eventually decided to leave the show. She's like, nah, my family matters more. I don't need to compete here anymore. I'm, I'm done. I'm cool. I'll I'll see you later. Uh, goodbye. It's interesting, uh, that, um, Katy Perry is, is a taking heat for it because who is she taking the heat from? There is something uniquely culturally peculiar about this 
if you're going to argue that Katy Perry was rude to this woman because she had three kids, oh my gosh, you're just a slut, right? Which is basically what she said. Well, wouldn't the proper ridicule, if we're going to argue culture is controlled by the political left, you know, you didn't have to have all those kids. You wouldn't have this problem about singing if you had just aborted them. I know, it's callous. What I'm saying is totally callous. But culturally, wouldn't that be the the conversation that takes place? Wouldn't that be the cultural push? Instead, Katy Perry is taking heat for being rude to this woman about having three kids. Am I the only person who has noticed the weirdness of that juxtaposition? Like that's that's super odd. That is super awkward because it's backwards. It's backwards from what it is that we know and how these things act. Usually you would have somebody who has three kids, they would get the ridicule at 25. Oh, you can't have your life now. Oh, you could have done this. But no, we're getting it the other way. So I don't see that as a pro-life conversation at all. I see it as an anti-Katy Perry conversation. You just want to punch Katy Perry in the face for being rude. But then you're going to tune in next week to see who Katy Perry is rude to. That's what it seems like. That's what it looks like. It's super strange. I do pay attention to the cultural things, as you do now, because the cultural things matter greatly. What happens in culture, how these things play out, affect the rest of us. Politics is downstream of culture every single time. You know, it's it's Plato. Let me write the ballads of a nation. I care not who makes the laws. Because politicos follow the cultural trends. I find this one to be interesting. Now, it could just mean nothing. Uh, Katy Perry is like this villain character you love to hate or you hate to love, whatever it is, and just, it's fine and done. That I think that's what it is. I just find uh, the whole the whole back and forth totally fascinating. This is Tony Katz today. So Florida moves forward with a six-week abortion ban. Okay. I don't know if this is the right move. But why would anybody think that pro-life people aren't going to move in the direction of pro-life it's just it's just an irrational irrational position it's just that an abortion ban after six weeks is not where americans are and yeah it's not where floridians are either tony katz tony katz today good to be with you find everything tony katz.locals.com this was governor ron DeSantis. Uh, speaking in front of an audience in a place called Summit County. You guys know Florida's history as being a swing state. We had had one point races, governor, president for the previous decade, 2010, 14, uh, 12, 16, 18. And so people told me, you know, it's a closely divided state. You barely got in. Don't rock the boat. You don't want to do anything that's going to upset this very delicate political balance. Just kind of keep your head down and not try to make too many waves. 
Well, I rejected that advice. My view was I may have received 50% of the vote, but I earned 100% of the executive power, and I intended to use that aggressively to pursue a conservative agenda. People do appreciate that. Let's not kid ourselves. They do approve of that. And let's not kid ourselves. Ron DeSantis is popular and his popularity is growing. It's not waning. Trump is popular and remains so. People are thrilled to have options and choices. And this idea, well, it has to be Trump. Only Trump can win. It's not true at all. It's not true. It's nowhere near true. It's madness. But the idea that Trump can't win the general, I get that people feel that way. I feel that way. I am not 100% positive of that based on how you take a look at the breakdown of how 2020 went. I think the question one would have to ask themselves is, are you willing to risk it? When I say breakdown, a couple thousand votes here in this county, a couple votes there, a thousand votes there in that county, and Trump has far more electoral votes than he does, uh, he, he got, and you could have a much different outcome. But if you base it on, oh, well, they stole it from him, then no, 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 he can't win. Yeah, no, no, no. If that's going to be the argument, that argument is a, is a terrible, terrible, miserable garbage argument. But dear Lord, six weeks, it, it'll, it'll certainly uh, bolster him with some uh, conservatives for sure. But this comes from the Florida legislature, which uh, is a tremendous amount of Republicans in there, approving a ban on abortions after six weeks uh, of pregnancy, which uh, DeSantis has signed uh, into law. My point to you is I do not know politically if that was the right move. Now, If you say to me, there's nothing political about this. This is about being pro-life. I get you and I hear you. You understand that the country isn't there. The country is in the place of let's keep abortion rare. Let's not have it willy-nilly. Let's let's have a time certain. They don't mind saying after a certain amount of weeks, no, but it it, it ain't six. And there's going to be some interesting pushback there. I'm curious to see politically how it works. What is interesting that Ron DeSantis, if you want to argue politics... Didn't take a political route. Or wait, did he? We'll talk more about this. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. Today.